Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Paul speaking, he says, We dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. And what we've said is that word wise means well-balanced. It's a word in the Greek that talks about the signals that are coming in from the outside world match up with my understanding and perception and expectation. And when those two match up, that word wise means two things being put together correctly. Then there's peace. And we're talking about mental health and peace and well-being where you go out into the world and you still see difficult situations, but it doesn't cause you turmoil because you've got wisdom, because you're not classing yourself or comparing yourself or commending yourself or measuring yourself by other people. And the idea was that the world has a circle that they see the world through, but also that they measure themselves by and it's relating to other people around them. The world circle is their own circle of their own choosing. But then the next verse says, and remember, we're talking about how do I have wisdom, mental peace, mental health, well-being in my heart. The next verse, he says, we, however, that's us. That word, however, means we're different. We, however, are not like everyone else around us. We're not like the movie stars, the celebrities, the adverts on TV, the workmates we have at work. We're not like everyone else. We, however, have a different measure and a different circle. Listen to what he says. We, however, will not boast beyond measure. So we're not blowing our own trumpet all the time and saying how great we are. But within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us, and this means circle, God has appointed a circle for you, my dear friend. And the news is so good because what it's saying is that God has appointed a circle of who you are, your definition of who you are. You don't need to measure yourself by other people. God has appointed a circle of your identity and belonging, but also what you're going to do, your influence and activities in the world. You're always looking around. Should I do this? Should I be in this job? Should I do this hobby? And God has appointed a circle of activity, but also a circle of influence where you can influence people around you, a circle of peace. And Graham is going to talk about that next week of how the peace of God can be in a circle around about us. Um, and, and a circle of boundaries where we say, this is how far I go and this is how far my brother or sister or other people go, and how do we interact with each other? A circle of connections and friends, interlocking circles. Uh, there are so many. These are the, the sermons that we're going to be doing in the weeks to come. Uh, uh, the last one I want to just mention now is a circle of perfection, a perfect circle of how we often live expecting and wanting a perfection in our lives and in the people around us. And we're going to learn how that is not wise because there is no such thing as perfection on planet Earth. And it causes you turmoil, my dear friend, when you're trying to live up to a standard that is impossible. But there is a perfection in Christ which we can live up to. And so we're going to learn about that as well. But today I've got a very exciting sermon. And it's called Enlarging Circles. 
ever-growing circles. Circles that keep getting bigger. Are you ready for this? It's going to be a helpful one today. So going back to 2 Corinthians 10, let me just read on a couple of verses. So he says, We will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere that God has appointed us, a sphere which especially includes you. There's, there is interaction in the body of Christ. My circle and your circle, yes, we have boundaries, but we have relationships. And that is so wonderful. Um, and then he goes on to say, For we are not overextending ourselves, as though our authority did not extend to you. So this is a circle of influence and authority. But then he goes on to say, For it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things beyond measure, that is in other men's labors, but having hope that, now listen to this, as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere. God's desire is for whatever circle you're living with, for that to enlarge. And I need you to, to buy into this. To say, yes, Lord, I want my circles to be enlarging. Not the world's type of circles. We're not talking about the circles the world defines. But in God, our circle of relationships, of influence, of peace, of interactions, of calling and gifting, of perfection. All of these circles are supposed to be growing and increasing every day. He says here, as your faith increases, our circle increases. God has a plan for our circles to be increasing. And I'm going to be looking at about three different scriptures today that talk about how we can enlarge our circles in God. And it's going to help you. So the first one is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. And he says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. You see, when we get out of the idea that we are supposed to be increasing our circles, it's often because we've had our confidence dented. We've tried to do something and it didn't work. We've tried to reach out, to grow, to try a new thing, to interact with somebody and it hasn't worked and our confidence has taken enough. But he says, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. We should be looking out and saying, I can be confident, not in the world's confidence, not in a boasty kind of confidence, but in the Lord. And then he goes on to say, for you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who is coming will come. He will not tarry. Now the just will live by faith. And if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. And what he's saying is that there is a characteristic of people who have faith, they're not boasty and pushy and arrogant, but they have a front-footedness where they don't draw back. It says we're not of those who draw back to perdition, which means to destruction. Because you see, we, we think, we often think, if I just stay still, nothing bad will happen. And he says, no, that's drawing back. 
Actually, what we need to be doing is having confidence and we step forward with faith. We grow every day a little bit of our circle of faith, of influence, of peace, of belonging, of all these different things, relationships. They are growing day by day in God. And when we have that confidence, he says, we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who step forward in faith to the saving of our soul. And I need to just explain that for a couple of minutes to you. You have a spirit in the middle of you, which is the bit made like God, which is perfect. When you get born again, it's made like Jesus. Then you have a soul, which is your mind and your will and your emotions, which is being saved. Right till the day you die, your thoughts are getting made more and more like Jesus. Your emotions are being saved. Your will is being saved. And then you have a body which will be saved when we get to heaven. A spirit that is saved, a soul that is being saved, a body that will be saved. And he says, when you have this confidence to always be trying to expand your circles in the Lord in the right way, he says that that is saving your soul. Mental health, well-being, emotional and mental peace and strength. The opposite is a shrinking back, nervous, reticent, shy person who never steps forward. And he says that leads to destruction. We think it leads to safety. He says it's not safe to be backward stepping because you will lead to destruction. In God, there is a front footedness. Amen. I wonder if that's helping you today. The next passage that I want to share with you is from Joshua chapter 14. So Joshua, the book of Joshua, is after the Israelites have been wandering around in the wilderness for so, so, so long, they eventually enter the promised land. And in Joshua chapter 14, and verse 6, it says, Then the children of Israel of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him. Now, who is Caleb? Do you remember the first time the Israelites got to the edge of the promised land, and over a million of them said, We can't go in. They're giants. We're grasshoppers. It's terrible. We can't do it. But two people said we can. Do you remember who they were? Joshua and Caleb. When they were the first time, before the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, Joshua and Caleb said we can. And God said they have a different kind of spirit to the rest of the people. And now, we're now 45 years later. And it says, and Caleb said to him, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. He's saying, I brought back a report to say we can take this land. And he's speaking to Joshua, his buddy, who also had the same message. So, they, they're on the same page. Then he says in verse 8, Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. 
So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. <laughs> I love Caleb. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there. Who are the Anakim? They're the giants. Caleb wanted the most gianty mountain. The mountain with the most giants on it, Caleb said, that's my mountain. And the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron formerly was Kiriath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. Then the land had rest from war. Rest from war. How do I get rest? How do I get peace in my life? Is it by shrinking away from conflict? Is it by running away from people who seem like giants who want to hurt me? No. And it's not by using the world's method of boasting, comparing, classing, commending myself. It's by saying, in the Lord, I'm going to have the confidence of God. Have you ever seen a person who has the confidence of God? They can be quiet people. Have you noticed that? They're not the most pushy, the most shouty, but there is something in them that says, just like David when he was facing Goliath, my God can do this. Amen? And we need to cultivate this because it produces mental health. If you are a front-footed person, even if it's a tiny step forward every day, your strength within you grows. If you are a shrinking person, you will struggle. You ready for the last story? It's a beautiful one. It's in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. And I really believe this is going to help you. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9 says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. The word Jabez means pain. His mother had pain when he was being born, so she called him pain. Can you just imagine with me for a moment what it's like to be called pain? Hi there, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Payne. Oh, hi, Payne. Every time anyone called him, spoke to him, every time he wrote his name, every time he applied for anything with his name, he was reminding himself and everybody else that he was a pain and that he felt pain. Do you see that? 
but the Bible says he was more honorable. He had something in him that enabled him to switch from the world's circle of measurement, classing, commending, comparing, measuring ourselves by ourselves, among ourselves, with ourselves, boasting about ourselves. He moved out of that circle into God's circle and he was called more honorable. And even though he started from a disadvantage, he had pain in his life. His whole life had been pain because his name was pain. It says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. This is the first step, friends. We call on the God of Israel. You might say to me, I'm here today and I am like Jabez. My circle has been of pain and I've experienced pain and I've tried the world's way of getting in a circle by comparing and commending myself and it didn't work. And I shrink back and I don't step forward and I'm not enlarging my circles of friendships and influence and ministry and perfection and peace. I'm not enlarging those circles. What should I do? Jabez called on the Lord. We run to the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord loves you. Adam spoke last week about the, the Lord's love for you. He knows you and he loves you. And we can run to him no matter how much pain there is. No matter how much guilt and shame you feel. Because Jabez felt shame as well. You know, if you've caused pain to your mother and she's called you pain, there is an element of guilt within that. And he felt that as well. But he called on the Lord of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Lord, enlarge my circle. Are you able to pray that prayer today? Just pray it right now. Just say, Lord, enlarge my circle. Not, not the circle that I make of myself and my own strength. Not the circle that the world says about me. God, the, the circle that you've appointed for me. God, enlarge my circle. Enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. God, it's got to be with you. It's not on my own strength. And that you would keep me from evil. You see, this is the issue. Jabez realized that the world's way of trying to enlarge ourselves causes evil and causes pain. It's always pushing somebody else down so that I can get up. But in God's economy, it's a different way. I build others up and I grow. Remember, Paul said, as your faith is increased, my sphere is increased. We grow together. There's a synergy in the body of Christ where when you grow, I grow. That, I, that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. I love this man, Jabez. Just like I love this man, Caleb. He says, I don't want to cause pain. But I want to enlarge my territory in you, God. And I want to say to you, dear friends, the very next words of that verse are the answer that you need. It says, so God granted him what he requested. Yes, God says. When you pray that prayer, God says, yes. Amen. Amen. God wants our circles to increase. You say to me, Greg, I'm not so sure about that. I thought Christianity was a, 
a, a, a Cheyenne retiring thing. I thought it was a personal thing and I mustn't increase and infringe and try and grow for you. I, I thought I should shrink back. Friends, I've got good news for you today. God wants you to move out of shrinking back into stepping forward. God wants you to have faith. God wants you to be like Caleb, who even at the age of 85 says, bring it on, Lord. Not looking for enemies, but saying, God, what are the enemies you want me to fight and overcome? And then bring it on. I can do it with you, Lord. You are strong. You are able. I wonder what your giants are, what your challenges are. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe you feel like you've failed in the past. I want to tell you the blood of Jesus is stronger than any sin you could have committed. Even if it was this very morning. God says, I love you. I'm powerful enough to forgive that. 1 John 1 verse 9. If we confess that we are, have sin, he is faithful, which means he'll always do it. And just, which means it's right. It's legally right for him to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness because Jesus paid the price. And so I say, Lord, my guilt, I bring it before you. He says, right, let's get that out of the way. What's another giant that might come up? Maybe your own inferiority. You say, I'm not good enough. If you say that, you're just the same as Moses, David, Abraham, Peter. All the heroes in the Bible said, God, I can't. Gideon, Lord, I'm the least. I can't do this. He says, stop comparing and measuring yourself by the world. And trust what I say about you. I've got a circle for you. And don't try and make your circle the same as the Christian brother or sister next to you. You've got your own circle that God has for you to, to grow. Amen? God wants us to increase. Let me give you a couple of verses. I'm not going to read them. I'm just going to allude to them. Isaiah 9 verse 7, it says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, mighty, wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. If God is in your heart, there will be no end to the increase of your circle of growth in him. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says, We... With unveiled faces, behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being changed into that image from glory to glory. Or the New International Version says, with ever increasing glory. Your Christian life is supposed to go from glory to glory as you gaze on the Lord. Romans 1 verse 17 says, we have a righteousness that is from faith to faith. Our faith is supposed to be increasing. 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3 says, your faith is increasing exceedingly. The verse we just read, 2 Corinthians 10, he says, as your faith increases, my sphere grows. Proverbs 4 verse 18 says, the path of the righteous gets brighter until the full light of day. Daniel had a vision of a statue. Actually, he didn't have the vision. The king had the vision. And it was all the kingdoms of the world, the kingdom of Greece and Rome. And then there was a, a rock that came and smashed the statue, which is Jesus. And it says that grew and grew and became a mountain that filled the whole earth. God is always increasing. God never stops growing. God is never shrinking back, but he's growing 
in his way, not in the world's way. Not boasting, not pushing others down, not sinning, not causing others pain, but allowing God to grow us. And I want to say to you, my dear friend, today is the day for us to turn a corner and say, God, I'm going to stop shrinking back. I'm going to stop limiting you and the circle of influence and activity. God, I'm going to expect and increase every single day, but it's going to be in your way, not causing evil, not causing pain, but in your way. And when I pray that prayer every single day, just like Jabez, God says, yes. Amen? So will you pray with me that prayer right now? Let's stand together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just tie your heart around this prayer. You pray it to the Lord, not looking at me, looking at God. Say, dear Lord, here I am. I thank you that you have appointed for me a circle of belonging, of peace, of influence, of relationships, of ministry, of service, of blessing. God, I thank you for the circle you've given me. But Lord, today I ask that you would cleanse and clear away those blockages that have made me shrink back, made me unconfident, made me reticent. Lord, clear away the guilt or the, the inferiority that I have and help me today, Lord, to grow and enlarge the circle every single day. God, I pray, enlarge my territory that I may not do evil and I may not cause pain, but Lord, that I may grow your kingdom. Today, I commit myself to grow from this day forwards. And I thank you for the peace and the joy and the strength that comes from it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.